This is As A Late Podcast. It's your boy Titus, and we got Black Phoenix up in this thing, boy. You already got me rolling. Yeah, because I'm like, I just like, it wasn't, like we already wasn't talking. Like, it's cool. I just wasn't expecting all that. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Like, we right. try to do professional out yeah, here, nah, bro. Nah, we get into it. it. Nah, for real, for real. That definitely was professional. What's up? What's yeah, up? Black Phoenix is here, folks. Yeah. How you feeling, brother? I mean, I'm all right, man. I'm chilling today. How you doing? Chilling. <laughs> Chilling, man. Chilling, man. You just a funny dude, man. The back and forth we be having, man. You like little bro now, man. You family, man. man. Throughout throughout the whole back and forth we've been having through uh, DMs and stuff, dude. Nah, you funny. It's been some funny shit, man. It's been some funny stuff. You also give a lot of game, too. I give you that, man. You put me on a lot of stuff. I try to, man. I try to. I always feel like that happens a lot in the city. This this old head, man. You know, this old soul. You know, I've seen some things out here, man. Try Try to tell the youth. Try to try to sway y'all from the stuff I made, man. Mistakes I made, you know. I don't know if you told me to sway away from anything. <laughs> Straightforward, y'all. He sent me a picture of Judge Judy. Show me how thick Judge Judy was. Yo, I thought you needed to know this. Yeah, man. No, it was great. It was great. I just like you were like, y'all be giving wisdom and game to the youth. Nah, bro. Saying, That's game. I, That's wisdom. I guess, bro. You know, be wise. You know, pay attention to these cokers out here, man. You never know, man. Yeah, face, face, face. Never know. Face, face, face. I'll never take know. That, I'll take she, that, she's had that that gown on throughout these years. People didn't know she had that back there. Yeah, I didn't, listen, I didn't know either. Mm-hmm. I, didn't know. I guess that's the wisdom I needed in my the life. The more you know, know you know. <laughs> How you feeling, man? How you been? Man, I'm all right, man. It's been a um, we talking about earlier. It's been a long, it's been a long damn year. It's mm. been a long year, just one thing after another. But you know, I'm alive, getting my voice back to normal. Yeah, man. Stuff like yeah. that. So I mean, I can't complain too much. I'm alive. That's good. Yeah, it's always a blessing, man. You know, you got to look at um, got to always outweigh those cons with the pros, man. Because you know, as I've known, because we pretty much talk yeah, through DM sure. every other day or something. Sure. You know, we're pretty consistent with. It. So I. See the and you're very transparent, man. Um, you're very transparent in letting us know as a audience um what's going on in your life. And I feel like that's very imperative when it comes to not just being a um artist like yourself, but a human in general. Because you know, we're in a we're in a social media era where it's like just the good shit, you know. I just want you to see the good stuff. Yeah. I don't care about, you know, yeah, like I'm broke, but yeah. I'm not gonna tell you that story. Like just see my watch and all that. And so broke people Yeah, like you you be keeping it real, like, yo, I'm on the bus. Like on some yeah. like <laughs> I was yeah. on the bus the other day. Or on some like, <laughs> yo, I'm sick. I'm going, yo, I'm yeah. mentally drained, you know, like and people need to see that because I feel like in actuality, everybody's going through that stuff, man. They just yeah. afraid to talk about it, man. Yeah, I mean I think there needs to be transparency and um in art and in artists, I mean, I don't mean that in a way that like you need to put out your whole life. That's one thing I don't do. Like, mm-hmm. I try to keep a lot of sections of my life private. I try to keep people in my life private. Mm-hmm. Like, if you meet people that have met me at school, you know, they ain't never seen a picture of my brother. Most people don't even know I got a brother to a certain point in my family. I keep a lot of things private. Um, How do you separate that? How do you separate that too? What the public and the and the privacy? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to know what is worth people having the information on. Don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. That you're not willing to say in front of your mom or in court. That's kind of how I look at it. If you're mm-hmm. not willing for that stuff to get brought up in court, or you know by your family or your friends, then it's probably not worth talking about. Yeah. Um, but I like to keep my life as private as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just it. Just makes me feel safer, man. I just don't want everybody knowing it. But I still want to be honest and transparent. I think you can be honest without revealing everything that makes you you. I agree. Yeah, so I just try mm. to be honest with you. I mean, at the same time, I was like, I don't want to get on Instagram and see people like, yo, man, I got mad bands, bro. Every day, I'm like, I hate motivational speakers. I know that sounds mm. crazy. Yeah. I don't like motivational speakers because what you do on a bad day? Yeah. 
the days when you don't motivate, or the days mm-hmm. when you can't. Show me that because that's real. I mean, yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's like with art, with music, with film, with anything that you do, even if you work a regular nine to five, we all seek human connection at the end of the day. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Only thing you can get by, or only way you can get human connection is by being honest as you possibly can and means that fits you. So I try to do that as much as I possibly can. Music and social media. Yeah, for sure. That's And that's a fact. You see that in um, what you put out, what you express. Um, even even in your lyricism, um, it's it's calculated. You know, oh, it's, it's, to, it's to a level where you open it up, but it's it's still a calculation to where it's like I'm giving y'all this bit by bit. Yeah. And and if if you pay attention you'll you'll know the real me through my story. Yeah. I'd rather give people my life story through music than I would just like a conversation. Yeah, all the time mm-hmm. because because the thing about a conversation is we can interject at any point. Mm-hmm. And we have our own opinion. Sometimes, you know, there's a difference between hearing and listening. Yeah. Because you could be talking to fact. me and I'm hearing you, but I ain't really listening to the words you're saying. I say that all the time. But mm-hmm. if I put out a song and the lyrics are on there, the story's on there, the emotions are on there, you can pause it and come up with whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, what's on that record stays the same. Yeah. So either way, you're going to get exactly what the truth is mm-hmm. that way. There's no way it can be changed, altered. It's right there. Yeah. So I'd rather be in the music than, you know what I'm saying, like going around and being like, man, here's my life story, bro. Somebody listen to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, that's... <laughs> not me. Listen to me. <laughs> listen to me, bro. It's not really me, man. Not me. Yeah, yeah. And different strokes with different folks, man. I mean, I feel like that's the life of most artists. You, you look at a lot of artists that I look up to. Um, they're very transparent when it comes to their music. And then... Um, when it comes to actually like interviews or really like getting out and, and telling people about stuff that they even like wrote about, they're kind of like very um, like Cuddy's like that. He's very like certain things like I watched like he has a good documentary that he came out with earlier this year on Amazon where um, even in certain songs like he was like, I don't want to go there because like it, it triggers certain moments yeah. in his life. Like he talks about um, Man on the Moon too. Like he was like, I don't want to talk about that whole album. Like, no, 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 it was the um, damn, no, it was the bullet, the speeding bullet. To heaven. Oh yeah, speeding bullet. That to heaven. He was yeah, like, I don't want to talk speeding about that. Speeding bullet to heaven. All. He was like, yo, yeah, hell no, skip that. You I was li- like, you ever listen to that record? Yeah, I actually like it. I like it, I like it though. Like but brother. then I was depressed at that time. Yeah, yeah there's my, still some good nuggets on that though. Yeah, my yeah. brother really liked that album. Mm-hmm. Um, I respect Amber's. I like confused. It's just tight. I like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool. Like, I respect it. Like, I respect it as an artist. I'm not really too crazy about listening to it, but I respect it Mm -hmm. because I understand where he was at at that time. And I understand that's a personal record. And people who might be going through something need that record more than me if they don't connect with me. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I feel like that was, that was his more transparent version of like, never mind. Like, that was his Nirvana. Yeah, in a sense, like I feel like he came in there because when you listen to like Nirvana's album, first album, like Nevermind, like it's very depressing if you listen to certain Cobain's yeah. lyrics. And so like, I can't, I feel like he came in there with the press, like they didn't. Funny enough, I'm a big documentary bluff, yeah. and so I just watched his HBO documentary where it was like, I don't think artists come into artists like that anyway. Some of them be like, I want to be a star. I want to do it like that. Yeah. But artists like that that are very anti-social and then become these mega stars, I don't think they come into it in the mind frame like, yeah, I want to do this to be a mega star. They're just really giving you their life. Yeah. And then when you become so big like that, it 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 becomes a problem because it's like, dude, I'm just giving you my life story and now I didn't want all this fame stuff. I really just wanted 
a way to express myself. And never mind for Cobain was like that. And so I feel like from the outside looking in, I feel like Cuddy was like, that's what I need to do. I've been hiding this this whole time. I really need to get this out. So that's why when you say that's probably his most depressing album, like I can vouch for that because I feel like he had all that built up. He finally got it out all in that one album. Mm -hmm. And so it's the, you know, transparency is key. But then at the same time, when you're an artist, you you face that tightrope of like how much transparency is too much tra- transparency and so yeah I mean mm-hmm. yeah man it's challenging it's challenging when you've you been in the studio and you write something and you like okay how does this affect my family or how does this affect um, you know it could be your lover it could be your friends because mm-hmm. sometimes most of the time when I write it's 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 just my thoughts in my life I don't really got too much I'm not here to do some elaborate like. Fake storytelling. Not that I couldn't do it, but I'm not mm-hmm. about to write a whole, you know, song about something I don't really understand. I feel unless there's some correlation to it even then. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult, man. There's definitely things I put on record that was like hard for people around me to hear. Mm. Um, and I had to consider that for a while. And actually held me back from trying to make music was really worrying too much about like how everybody else receives what is my what is mm-hmm. my opinion, what is my feelings about everything. Mm. I think as an artist, you kinda gotta get to a certain point where it's like respect other people's worlds and boundaries and make sure you don't put them all on front street. But then also it's like you jeopardize your art when you don't choose to use your entire voice. When you don't use your whole voice, then it's just like you out there rapping 2% about what you really want to talk about. And mm. people can hear, like, people can really feel that. Mm-hmm. You just listen to a record and you like, yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's not all the way there yet. It's just that person ain't being yeah. honest with themselves. And I don't mean like you got to be deep, like lyrical. That could just be mean like, Shit, Gucci, you ain't you, Gucci says everything he means. <laughs> Imagine if Gucci got on records and was like, ah, okay, maybe I sold dope just a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. no, yeah, he's gonna tell you the whole truth, nothing but the truth, and it's good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, that transparency can be scary. Yeah. And and that spirit of what you're doing in, in that moment of that song is key, you know. Your your spirit may not be all the way in it, like like you were saying with storytelling. Um, you don't have to give the whole thing, but if if the um the the energy and the flow of the song is not right. It's gonna come off off not authentic, Fair. and that's that's the problem with a lot of people. Where I feel like they may overthink it to a degree nowadays, to where it's like um, it's either it's no it's no in between. It's either it's a it's a miss, or it's to the it's to the effect where it's like you have those people like myself being like, man, is it too transparent? Where yeah, it's like, no, it's, it's no in between. It's either they're all the way there. Or there, yeah. It's like a, you gotta have like a good. You ever hear uh, Marvin Gaye's uh, "Hear My Dear"? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that album, whole record yeah. was made for his wife. That was like he was getting divorced from. Mm-hmm. Mike can fact check me on this. I'm probably fucking it all the way up. But my sister gave me that as a gift back in the day. That's crazy. Yeah. That whole album is just every mm-hmm. song is like, hey, I know you are gonna get all the money from this record, so I made this divorce album. Yeah, hear my dear. Yeah, the <laughs> whole thing, bro. And I'm like, sometimes you listen to the record, you like, damn. I know way too much about your relationship. Yeah. That's how I feel about social media. I don't think you should go on social media and post. If I know everything about your relationship and I've never met your significant, if I've never even met you, mm. but I know where you like to eat it, I know where you like to go, I know your whole day and how you feel about this person, that's creepy to me. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. I do not need to know that much. Unless yeah. you feel like there's a heavy beat behind it. Mm-hmm. Like every social media post, you got like 808s, then maybe I'd be like, damn, it's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. But if not, it's like, I always want to see that shit. That's kind of lame. I always want to see that. Yeah, I feel you. I'm to that point where it's like, um, cause I'm at that balance where I tell, like I tell people, like if it wasn't for the podcast, you probably have heard me say this. I wouldn't really even be on there like that. But 
being a part of the social media, like dealing with being a like, you know, a creator, I have to meet it at some some point. You know, I have to find my way of being involved in it. Mm-hmm. And so I try to because I move I move in a sense of being like very anti where I don't like people knowing all my business. I don't like niggas knowing where I'm at. And so I'll post stuff now where like I've already left it. Where it's like, right. <laughs> I'll pull, uh, you know, I'll pull a MacGyver where like I'll still post stuff, but like I may have been there like a day ago or like <laughs> three hours ago. Because yeah. I don't know, that just does something for my mental where someone knows where I'm at at that exact moment. I don't even do behind the scenes stuff. You see how I pull them, I ain't pull out my phone and be like, yeah, look where I'm at, y'all. You know, we recorded right now. I don't do all that. I don't like that. As of late. Yeah, somebody, somebody gonna probably figure it out. You know what I'm saying? If it's not mm-hmm. an undisclosed location, I'm not. I'm, I don't know. KB's in the cut. He does a good job of being a daggone. Listen, I believe it. Unicorn. I just got paranoia. I don't even know. <laughs> you start taking, you got like the camera moving around. People start being like, okay, I think I know that wall. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling like my old complex back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> you be you ever seen that documentary? Um, I don't know what I think it's like. Maybe like Save the Cat. I don't know what it's called. But like these people, like cat lovers, and somebody mm-hmm. slid in the group chat and slid in like a video of this dude like killing a cat. Oh my god! And these people went through every way of finding this. This person was in the yo. I think it was a documentary about it, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix or something like that. Yeah. And um, straight up, they were able to find where this person, where like that apartment room is at, Mm -hmm. just by the wall and like the flooring. Wow! They did all the work, and I was like, damn. Dang, niggas like on social media. Yeah, bro, they went through all that work. I was like, damn, couldn't be me. Good Wouldn't have. I happen. need to watch that. That's crazy. You ever seen me shoot a story from my dorm room? It just be like a prison wall. They don't know where I'm at. <laughs> you be in the dark, nigga. Like, bro, I, be, I don't be showing my face sometimes. Like, I, hey, listen. You be in straight darkness talking. I be in the darkness on my stories, man. That show sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me talking trash about Phoenix and Fur. That shit is. Like, yeah, man. That going. You were you were hating hard on that. I I don't feel like I was pretty reasonable about my hate on Phoenix and Fur. I mean, because it's not better than Boondocks. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do this, bro. We, yeah, do we're this. doing this. Like, we can, I, we can definitely I, do this. Listen, listen. So I want to. This is what I brought you here and here. I for guess. It. I guess. <laughs> we ain't even talk about music. This is my my controversial opinion. Yeah, no. So I want to. We'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> at Black Phoenix, that's two X's at the end. That's B L A C K F E N Y X X. I'm gonna have mm-hmm. to do it real quick. Um, yeah, on my story, I was talking about why Phineas and Ferb is a trash cartoon. Because mm-hmm. I saw someone talking about it on Twitter. It is a trash cartoon. It's a trash cartoon. I'm just, I'm just messing it's with you. It's not better than the Boondocks. It's not better than Kids Next Door. It's not better than Proud Family. No. It's not better than Avatar, The Last Airbender. I mean, we can go on. It's not yeah. better than Johnny Tess. It's not better than yeah. Samurai Jack. Yeah. So when people are like, yo, man, Phineas and Ferb, like, stop out of here. I never liked that. You was a theater kid. We're not mm-hmm. the same. It was not me. I'm not liking Phineas and Fur. I was watching Boondocks. And I mess with theater. Like I'm I'm that. Like I mess with like behind okay. the scenes stuff. I mean, okay, I ain't, I ain't taking shots at theater people. I'm just, I'm just saying. No, you know what I'm saying Phineas and Fur, your favorite cartoon. You was a theater kid, bro. That's yeah. all it was. No. I'm, I was I, I would consider myself a a offspring of theater. But um I hated that show. Yeah, that's <laughs> bro, it's not that good. Mm-hmm. It's not that good. I did like high school musical though. I ain't gonna hold you. I messed with it. <laughs> I still can do the together. To yeah. get, I mean, we're all I got together, called Corbin then. Blue for like a couple years. Shout out to Summer. Yeah, I got, <laughs> yeah, I got called um, Corbin Blue for about like what five, eight years. Yeah, yeah. You if you He's was looking, mixed, if you was mixed with curls, you was getting called Corbin Blue. Mm, that was yeah. it. You was done. He was like the go-to like mixed guy back in the day. I guess. I don't even know what that man was. He could have mm. been artesian for all I know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. He, he, I think he's. Yeah, I think he's. White and black. Listen, we ain't never seen nothing from him since. I don't know nothing about a Corbin Blue. Yeah. No offense, Corbin Blue. I ain't Last to time him. I seen him, it was like around that era. Like, yeah. 
he fell off the face of the earth, but or did he? You know, you know how that you yeah. know how that the game be. Yeah. You know, entertainment. He may have got tired of it. Yeah. For all we know, he might be doing Tyler Perry moves. For all I know, could he be. might be the lights. Could be dude. behind the scenes. Creative director. You know what? Shout out to you, Corn Blue. <laughs> you did a lot for us. Could be doing your thing. Yeah, man. we appreciate you. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, my man. Bad. My we bad. all in this together. Was trying to make it seem like you ain't did nothing. Yeah, we already got black on black bashing. We don't need to do that. <laughs> black on black bashing. Yeah, man, we can't be. That's doing new that. Fox News talking about mulatto on mulatto bashing. Oh, Lord, don't get started. When it start getting the mixed politics, <laughs> I don't try to get into that, man. It's such a. Listen, I don't get in all that, man. I'll leave you alone. I'll leave you alone. Let's get into the gist of why you're really here, man. Um. Are you from Charlotte? Um, I'm originally, I was born in Augusta, Georgia, North Augusta to be exact. Okay. Um, Augusta Medical. And uh, we moved to Charlotte when I was about, what, about six, about six years old. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much have been in Charlotte since I was about six. But I went back and forth, maybe even five. I don't even remember. That time was weird. I went back and forth from Charlotte to Augusta, just like visiting family. Like we went to go mm-hmm. see family like um Damn near every weekend until my grandma passed when I was about like uh, 11, 12. And then they just kind of started fading out. And the only times you really going back home is like Thanksgiving or something mm, like that. You know what okay. I'm saying? So, yeah, stuff like that. So, I'm, so your pops or your mom's is from Augusta? My mom is from Augusta, Georgia. My dad um, side of the family is from like Winston-Salem and okay. stuff like that. So, I pretty much about it. So, yeah, I mean, I... Yes, I'm from Charlotte. Yes, I'm from Charlotte because mm-hmm. I've been here since I was a kid. I went through CMS. And yeah, you're pretty much a Charlotte. Yeah, I went through Charlotte Mecklenburg schools uh, mm-hmm. when they started closing down all the school, all the remedial schools, and everyone got bussed over to South Meck. I was alive for that. Mm-hmm. Um, all the different. What high areas. school did you go to? High school wise, I went to Ajakel, Man, my mama moved us to uh, okay. Valentine out there in the, in the suburbs. Yeah, in the burbs yeah, out there. Yeah, man. I heard um, that was a racist school. Is that true? Listen, man. Um. Yeah, it was. Uh, I had a lot of racist experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we moved over to Ballantyne, I was about 10 or 11. Uh, so around the time my, my grandma was passing. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, one joke me and my mom and my brother used to make was like, man, you know, things supposed to get better than suburbs. It, it really don't. Mm. Uh, it, I mean, it was cool. I mean, mm, okay, it's not. I'm lying. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to find. I mean, educational-wise, my, um, my, uh, my mama made that decision, and my dad supported um, so I can have a good education um, mm. And so I can have chances in life You know things like that Ajakel was on point like that? Ajakel is a very you know, Yeah like most like, like I think it's like a 98% Like graduation percentage And stuff like that I don't okay. know what happens after college But it's really good It's really good I mean probably it's, not It's probably, 98% you know that kids go to college and graduate? No like get a diploma My bad my bad Sorry. Okay. They graduate from high school I was about to say Dang that's what's up Yeah no I don't know about all that I know a lot of people that dropped out I know a lot of people on drugs Okay um, <laughs> yeah, No offense to anybody on drugs um, mm. Get through it yeah, no, nah, it was it was weird, man. I, I didn't. I don't feel like I had the same life as my um, as my classmates, as my contemporaries, man. I don't mm. feel like I had the same life. So yeah, there's a lot of racist experience, a lot of other shit. I just went through a lot growing up over there, man. So yeah, it's, it's what it is. I would imagine so because um, just from the brief moments, because I used to have somebody that's somebody I knew used to teach over there, not at Audrey Kale, but like a dance studio over there. Yeah, and I used to go over there and visit them. And um, they would talk about just their dance students being racist. <laughs> yeah, man. And um, it made me think about. Um, and then you know they had a situation with. I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, a lot of situations. I don't know if it was West Charlotte or Independence, one of the two, where it was yeah, like they came over there and played football. Yeah, and them kids. Like, yeah, them, yeah. Them. It was like a little situation that happened with that, to where it made me pay more attention to them. And every time it's it's different levels of racism. I would say dealing with white people, you always got you got. Um, a, a particular racism where it's a 
you know, a, a I don't want to say trashy white person racism, but it's like the poor than you racism where they're mad that you're doing stuff type of racism. Then you have the what I call the Matthews racism because Matthews to me is like a a level because I'm in between Charlotte and Matthews. And so what I would notice with Matthews is that you get the racism where it's like they're not rich enough to be in Ballantyne, but they're still questioning the fact like, nigga, why are you in these nice condos? On some like, so they're even more to me. They're they're even more racist than what I would consider the RGKL or the Ballantyne type of racism because that's a level of racism um, where it's like I'm so rich that you'll never catch up to me, and so it's it's a combination of yeah, it's all layers of it. I've been called. I've been mean, called everything. I don't even know if I should even get into all that, but I've been called about damn near everything. I mean, I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah. nah. Um. Yeah, man, it was uh, cause you deal with racism, you are gonna deal with classism. Cause my mom, uh, we 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 live beyond our means over there. Um, we I wasn't living like everybody else, so mm-hmm. you know, just you know, people going to school, people got vape on, and you know, mm-hmm. they, they worries was not my same worries going in. There. Yeah, yeah, but that's ever apparent. You know, that classism doesn't go away. That you know, what I'm saying whether it's kids making fun of you. Whether that's teachers and microaggressions, and mm. I mean the school system tried to, man, they did everything against me and my mom um, and my dad too. They the school system treated me wrong and tried to tell my mom that I need to be held back, um, that I need yeah, to be on medication. I, I had that happen. Yeah. All these different types of stuff. They tried to separate me from classes, try to say I was a disturbance, um, and they tried to treat my mom like she wasn't doing a great job. My mom was always doing a great job, mm. uh, and it wasn't until my my father who was white came in and then they were a little bit more respectful. But even then, when he wasn't around, it's not like they really cared about me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Everything's all good when when you seem like you the you know you the good Negro when you the happy light skinned Negro that doesn't mm. you know doesn't start anything. But that wasn't who I was. So it just it's always conflicts. It was like I don't know, man. It was a, it was a weird childhood, bro. It was weird. It was weird. Definitely coming from so we were, my brother went to my brother went to South Met. He went to Quail Hollow. Um, my brother lived what in Augusta, Atlanta, South, Columbia. My brother mm. been all over. Yeah. Uh, so he went to South Met and things like that. And I was originally supposed to go to Quail Hollow and go to South Met. That's what my whole that was my whole trajectory until we switched over. Okay. And uh, I sometimes wish I did. It would have been an entirely different experience. Yeah, it was totally more, different. Yeah, way more blacks and Latinos growing yeah. up where I was. And then when we went across the bridge, and it just kind of shifted real fast. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, man, that shit was weird, bro. I don't even know. Yeah. It just brought back memories. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I would only imagine, and I can ask you, um, dealing with that growing up, because I feel like a lot of – when you when you think of somebody like yourself who was um, biracial, um, and then you experience these situations where you um, you know you deal with racism, and then how was it on the end of um, because that that can especially when you're younger, it can almost give you a sense of almost identity crisis in a sense. Did you experiences? Uh, did you go through those experiences as a youth? Did you? How were your experiences? Because you would probably be treated in a sense of being um, called names by white people, and then being picked on in a sense almost by black people as well. Sometimes I get that where the people be like, "Oh, you pretty Rican, uh, pretty yeah. Rico looking nigga," and the large, you know, you know like brown. I didn't got it all. Yeah, I mean, well, none of those are offensive to me, by the way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I did, I think I had an identity crisis when I was a kid because, you know, you start going to, especially when you got divorced families and they two different races, you go into one cultural, you know, family reunion, you go to another cultural family reunion, black, mm-hmm. white, 
there's a, there's a big difference in conversations and there's history on things and you start mm-hmm. going to school. And like I said, I went primarily to elementary schools with um, blacks and Latinos. So I really wasn't introduced into like white kids until I was probably like fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a lot of them either. Mm-hmm. No, probably second grade. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. And um, I think the identity crisis just stopped one day when I just kind of knew what I was. Mm-hmm. Like I just woke up one day and was like, cops cops harass me mm. white people come at me I still make people uncomfortable yeah there's all these different things you still get those type of looks yeah this is I mean cause I'm not like saying like when you when you grow up with two different uh, parents of different races you don't have to choose per se but in a, in a societal position you are you gotta recognize mm. like I don't look uh, I don't look like logic mm. so I don't get that type of treatment that's mm. just not I'm not I don't get white passing most yeah. of the time, people would probably think I'm Latino, or they just recognize I'm mixed. Mm-hmm. Some people probably just think I'm straight black. And I'm just head like mad licensing, whatever. Yeah, I would imagine with him, he probably had like crazy identity crisis, like being like oh, that I mean, light like I, that. Yeah, no, I mean like, definitely when I was a kid, I feel like no, I, I meant like with logic, you know, oh, somebody yeah, yeah. that light in complexion, like who, yeah, that probably has a bigger effect. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, for me, at a certain point, I got to a certain point. I was like, I understand what this is. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no conversation about it. There's nothing. I mean. Is what it was. Everybody, yeah, like, I was friends who was black and Latino, so I just there was no need for me to sit here and go. I didn't feel like I had to be accepted by white society. So mm. at that point, I just kind of because you already kind of in a sense felt like yeah, no, nah, uh, I'm not trying I'm to. Not, be. I'm not trying to be. I already see you guys ain't really accepting it. Yeah, no, nah, I mean that's nothing against nobody. I mean, I got white friends. That yeah, sounds, of course. That sounds crazy. Yeah, so racist white. Like, <laughs> like I got black friends. My bad, y'all. My bad. I, mean, like, hey. um, I have a couple white friends. I got a couple white friends, y'all. <laughs> But nah, it's like yeah, nah. I just got to a certain point that like it didn't have to be an identity crisis. No, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that, that could, I think that was probably when I was about like twelve or something like that. Maybe before that, I was just like, because when I was thirteen, I was like on my pro black shit, like mad heavy. I was reading Marcus Garvey and WB. Oh, yeah, I was, yeah. I was gonna be like, I would go to school. I'm like, brothers, why are we listening to trap music? <laughs> Turn off the Chief Keith. Why wants me do this, my brothers? Black thought, and then like you know, then I kind of got out of that. Was like, now nah, I'm going back to Walker Flocker. This is like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't rock this. I, I wasn't the Dashikis. Like, it couldn't be me. Um, oh man, yeah, no, nah, I didn't have too much of an identity crisis. I say the identity crisis was um was feeling like there's two lives not dealing with race but just kind of like even being um in valentine and going to school is kind of like like i said i didn't have the same life as everybody mm. so i never felt like i you know i felt like i had to wear certain masks i couldn't be what i you know it's just so there's a multitude of different stories mm. here that has affected my identity yeah so mm. you know what I'm saying? i still like that when i'm in college now like i be chilling with people i go to a predominantly white college i go to a prestigious white institution mm. and um you know, I'll be chilling out there, but then I have my moments where I'm like, man, these niggas don't know nothing about me. Yeah. They don't know nothing about how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then I gotta then I feel like I don't wanna be around them. And then I'll be around other people, I'm like, they don't even know that like I watch anime. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Like every time I'm in Raleigh, niggas be like, you from Atlanta, bro? I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm from I'm from Georgia though, but Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. They be like talking to me, and I'm like, nah, bro, I be watching anime, bro. I just be at the house. Mm-hmm. You think I'll be outside the club? Nah, that ain't me. <laughs> so it was like two those are the identities I do. Yeah. hmm Because I would imagine, um, you like you like you kind of just said you you experience it in a different way going to because you, you where you go NC State right you go to I'm NC State my shit out there like that man niggas gonna try to pull up <laughs> your paranoid your paranoid ass it's man that big ass school yeah, listen, listen you be surprised some of the stories I know about people pulling up to places you be real surprised nigga you is an artist they can pull up to you easy at your next nigga, show where? I'm just, <laughs> where even on my story you don't know where I be you know what I'm saying 
You can't look at the concrete walls and be like, damn, that's that's NC State right there. That's that dorm room. Oh, Wolfpack nigga, I know yeah, you, man. Uh, <laughs> now nah, I be getting hella thrown off when we throwing up the whole Wolfpack shit. I, be, I just always think somebody banging. I be like, what the fuck going on? Every time I see that, I think of NWO, hey, the Wolfpack. Yeah, shout out to you. I'll be over there like that. Them niggas, MS13, leave them niggas alone. <laughs> they know them niggas was white. Yeah, nah, oh my crazy. gosh. Yeah, but nah, yeah, nah, I go to NC State. I'll be out there. I'll be in Raleigh. Since I mean, you revealed it now, so I just got mm-hmm. repping that. I'll be at NC State, y'all. Y'all can find me. This dude was about to be on here talking about nothing. Yeah. He didn't, he went nothing to be revealed. Listen, y'all, it's my first time doing a podcast. I'm not used to interviewing, man. <laughs> People start asking me questions. What's up with all these bright lights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People start asking me questions. I start getting defensive. Man. Cut the camera. Cut the camera. Yeah. <laughs> People start like in an interrogation man. room. For so, real. Man. That's how it be sometimes, man. man listen, y'all want to know how good I am at dodging questions? Yeah, I see. I'll be over there like, ah. Like the Matrix over way. here. Yeah, I'll be, yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot the camera. Can't get me. I thought you about to walk out when I said NC State. You like, nah, oh, nigga, that's nah. too much. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't say nothing about revealing places, nah, nigga. Man, nah, man, I'm, I'm working on it. I mean, I'm in therapy, man. I'm working on it. I'm trying to be more. It's a, it's an everyday build. Yeah, I, you know? I be trying to be laid back. Mm-hmm. I be like that when Giles be asking questions. Where'd you go to middle school? Mm. Who's Giles? Why you want to know? No, I'm talking about interviews. Oh, like, <laughs> I don't like, know why I sound like you said Giles. Like it's probably my accent and the way mm. I talk. I be having to slow it down sometimes. I can't talk fast. These old ears too. Some you old? Bad combination. I'm old too, though, bro. I'm mm. old now. I'm getting my. I'm having back pains. Oh my goodness! I Get out of here, don't bro. Don't be hitting me with that. I'm serious. I'm having back <laughs> pains and shit. I don't be able to do the same stuff no more. I don't know. You just going through a seasonal back pain. Yeah. Wait, wait till you wake up and it's still there. I'm like I didn't go out last night. <laughs> I didn't even work out. No, What's happening? In, I'm getting back in the gym, man. I've been off because of school and life and being sick so much. So I'm trying to get myself back in the gym right now. So I get mm. my body back to being healthy, feeling like if there's ever a fade at any moment, I'm good. That'd be my mm-hmm. worry. I'm but <laughs> yeah, until I got a therapy, my one of my biggest reasons why I worked out. Cause I was just ready for a fade every day. I was like, something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen today. I gotta stay. I gotta stay ready. No, I just deadlifted this three hundred. They not even ready for this. I was skinny lifting heavy weights and shit. It was great. It was great. I was like, ooh, they probably think I'm scrawny. They don't even know I can fight. They don't even know I got squabble. And then I started losing. They don't even know. You start getting unhealthy. You know what I'm saying? You eating at the cafeteria, the dining hall mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. I don't trust none of the meats. Yeah. I don't trust. Don't none know of what's it. in that. Nah. And so you just you know what I'm saying you start packing on weight. You walking around all day. Your legs stronger than your hands is. Now, mm-hmm. you just, now you're like, damn, some shit crack off. I might have to run. Yeah. <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Thank goodness for these strong legs. <laughs> I walk everywhere, man. I don't, if I like when I was like every time I would send you audio clips is when I was walking. That's like a two mile walk. Mm-hmm. I was doing walks all the time. I be hearing you. you be, <laughs> it's not question my breathing. I I got asthma. You know what I'm saying? I'm working on it. I'm back in the gym. It was sounded like you had a lot going on. Exactly. Oh yeah, the background be crazy. Mm-hmm. Background be yeah. crazy. I be walking by the roads. For sure, for sure. You gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yeah, thanks, At the I end do. of the day, I do. But getting back into um, in the sense of because I was gonna ask you with you coming into terms at a younger age because some people. Get that a lot older, you know, going through that who am I stage, and especially when you're being mixed or, or anything, you know, yeah. um, everybody goes through it, whether it's you know, they fight bulimia, um, dark skin. Um, you, you come to terms at some point, hopefully, some people get it as an adult where you're just going to be comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. Um, what helped in the sense, um, did hip hop help? In a sense, who 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 were some of the inspirations that you've seen? Like we were joking about early on, um, before we started recording, um, with Cole, people like 
you know, saying you look like Cole and so yeah. which you look nothing like Cole. That's just a shot because you're mixed. Yeah. But um, did you look at people like that at a, at a cause he blew when you were young. So did you look at people like that as like inspiration in a sense of like, you know, the story is kind of similar to it. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think what got me when I was a kid was when I found out Bob Marley was mixed. You couldn't tell me shit at that point. Mm, yeah. When I found out Bob Marley was mixed, I would be walking yeah, around. That's number like, one. I'd be yeah. walking around. A lot of people forget that. Obama. But even then, it's like, listen, if we get into a conversation <laughs> yeah. around Obama, like yeah. biracialness and blackness and what black identity is or what's not black identity, it's a very, um, it's a very difficult conversation. There's a lot of different opinions on it. Because mm. like even then, like Bob Marley... You know, he wasn't repping his his white father, not you know because of that, whatever they they background was in situations like that. Mm. But knowing that there were people that um, understood their identity and understood their blackness and um, was able to embrace that, no matter what the opinion was, that did do a lot. Yeah, um, I think uh, honestly, Cole helped because there's a similarity in terms of like. Struggles and then struggles with mixedness, but also struggles with class and mm, um, yeah. a lot of things he says I relate to. But um, the most important album in my life was uh, Kendrick Lamar's uh, Tipping Butterfly. I came out when I was 15, mm. and that kind of cemented my uh, my thought process. Mm. And once I understood my feelings with that album and the way it made me feel and um, what I stood for, I was just, you know what I'm saying, my identity was solid at that point. Yeah, that was classic, classic album. Very um, inspirational. I think he's dropping next week. Oh yeah, mm. I'm gonna be there for that. You ready for that? Oh yeah, I'm gonna be working. But I'm gonna be, be like a double disc or something. We're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. I need my mm. voice all the way strong back because every mm. time I hear a new Kendrick album, I'll be rapping. So yeah, almost like if there's a good album that inspires me, I'm immediately want to write. That's like a tough like back and forth that I have with people where it's like, um, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to be biased because I'm a Carolinian, and um. I love J. Cole, but man, do I love Kendrick. I think like yeah. they're they're like like depending yeah. on the day. It's like yeah, right nah. there. Like I love how he puts together a body of work where it's just like oh, and he does favorite. it old school since where it's like I didn't even realize it's been that long since damn. Four years. Yeah. It's like Yeah, it's my favorite. I was literally just listening I listening to Damn last week. That's yeah. how good that album was. Like I've studied it's timeless. Crap out of damn, bro. Mm. Study I've studied all his tapes. Yeah. That's the only. Like, honestly, that's probably like the number one person I'm trying to be at that level. Mm. Like I don't like when I heard Family Ties, immediately went and recorded January 29th. As yeah, soon as I heard Family Ties. As soon as I heard that whole like, yeah, that did come out around the same. Yeah, time. burn mm. your hard drive, all that stuff. I was like, yeah, that's how I feel. I don't know why I felt like you recorded that in like a dark room or something like that. It was dark. We recorded that song <laughs> in about four hours. I was angry. I you just, gave me very like Black Air Force energy. In yeah, that. no, I was. Um, I just came back from. Uh, I just came. Back, it was my first weekend back from college. Mm. And I had a um, PTSD attack, so I mm. went straight to the studio with um, Nico. I can By tell the way, y'all, if y'all don't know, I do have a partner. His name is Nico Nowhere. Shout out Nico. He's my favorite producer in the world. He is literally nowhere. Yeah, nah. Like, yeah, nah, he, got, he got COVID right now. He would have been here though. He would have been here. He got Shout COVID. out to Nico Nowhere. I had to play it off with that song with yeah. that on name. Yeah, nah, man. And then, um, but yeah, yeah, we just we just got together that day. Did that record in like four four hours? I was angry as I don't know what. There's a whole bunch. He's your of engineer producer. My producer, my engineer, my best friend, my, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, my comrade. All We're this. meeting all these guys that got those 40s, man. You know, it, it just shows you. I ask, I ask a lot of the rappers. I'd be like, um, they'll get to talking about somebody who has been a part of the whole process. That's my dog. And um, for for you, it, it would be Nico. I, I asked him who was their 40 because you know Drake, of course, would be yeah. nothing about without 40. Not for sure. Yeah, if it wasn't for Nico, I wouldn't be here. Mm. I wouldn't be here today. That's I don't, what I'm saying. I don't know what Where did y'all meet? 
Man, I met Nico um, in fifth grade. I met Nico in fifth wow, grade. Wow, so yeah. it's been that long. Yeah, I've known Nico. I've known his whole family, man. Shouts out Miss Griffin. Shouts out Mr. Griffin. That's dope. I always wanted something like that. Like, I find it like, I don't like Sandlot Days type stuff. Like, I've, I I know people from that long, but we are not cool like that. Yeah, no, like, there's a lot of people that we grew up with. Um, mm, it's rare to have someone you've known for that long and you're still cool with. Yeah, what's like, crazy is that me and him had a big, like, couple years split, not because anything crazy. So, what happened was, so we. Man, fifth grade, it was crazy as I met. <laughs> he gonna hate me for telling the story. I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what made me walk up to talk to him in fifth grade was I was in, we was in math class. And I was new to, I just moved to the area. Like I said, this is when I kind of, we're like, oh yeah, so I only got a couple more months of elementary. I just moved over there. So I jumped from uh, different parts of the South Side. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking around the room at people and I see this kid he in the corner and he's going pew, pew. <laughs> and he landed on me and he was just like, you good. And I, looked at, and I just looked at him and I was like, Fuck you doing, bro? And after that, we were just best friends. That's just way so I just walked home, hung out every day. I mean, we down there, we skateboarded together. We, me, we came up with so many different business ideas when we was kids. Like we, uh, we came up with box boarding where we would put a box on top of the skateboard and go downhill. It was mm. a terrible idea. When we was kids, <laughs> we was kids, and then like we would break down the boxes. So you go downhill, you got to press on the sides. You be getting like sparks flying. It was tight. Mm, dang. Awesome. It we, sounds intense. Yeah, we was going to start a skate company. We going to have a skate crew. We was yeah, it's to never too late, man. Hell nah. I mean, I just got back on skateboarding, but I'm not in a place where I would want to do it like that for real. I mean, in the sense of you could still like um, have that dream with the next generation and, and oh, be an sure. owner of something. No, nah, for know? sure. Yeah, we got... Sure. So, so when he... um, So we just was good. And then we got to like late middle school... He carried on with band. I, I did band for like two months and dropped out. Um, what did you play? Clarinet. I didn't play that thing. Okay. I was, I was, I was in there talking to girls. I was, I was not taking that thing. Oh, okay. Um, and then life life, life got real for me. And then um, his parents and them uh, moved out of the neighborhood. Um, and we just went two different ways in life. My life got... Crazy. Uh, yeah. And uh, my, man's, my man's was, you know, working on music. He was mm. just doing him. And then, you know, we met back up again towards... We would always be talk. We would talk from time to time. And then around like high school, we both had a, like senior year. We had a, we had the same classes finally, mm. and um, we would just whatever talk, hang out, do different things like that. And um, I took we went to Atlanta on a trip together, and then when uh what's called then he went off to college, and he went off to App State, and then I went to CPC, and it was like we just you know still once again kind of talking, things was happening, woody woo, long time, mm-hmm. whole bunch of other shit happening, and then um. I was with somebody for a really long time. I went through a really bad breakup. Mm. I made a Snapchat. I don't, I don't really be on mm. social media. I didn't really have no. I had no social media outside of Twitter. Was that your first one? Uh, Snapchat outside, outside of Twitter. Yeah, it was one of my first. Well, I mean, I had I had Instagram. I was like twelve and deleted that thing. Mm. Once too many people started knowing who I was. And I didn't like that. Was, I've been this way since I was young. I ain't like. Mm-hmm. Um, I was about to say that's been early with you. Thanks. <laughs> and then I got yeah. So then um, what's it called? Yeah. So once we yeah we uh made a Snapchat and automatically added him. He's like, oh shit, bro, what's going on? I'm like, oh, what's up? You're reconnecting. Like, yeah, we was like, man, we got this is early January, January 7th, January 7th, 2020. He was like, man, we got to oh, hang that, out. Not too long ago. Yeah, we was like, man, we got to hang out again, bro. Woody Woo and da da da. And he came by my house. And then a uh, couple days after that, and we was just talking about life. I was talking about what I had going on. I was just mm. really, I was in a really bad place. Um, and he was just great. And he was just listening. Literally or. Mentally or both, like you, mentally, you were, like I wasn't. I mean, yeah. like we mean, like literally, like I was in like a bad place, like I was in like a like a bad neighborhood or some shit. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was good. It was just, 
Mentally, mentally it was just yeah, my draining. life yeah completely was altered, and I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself, and I just I was in a bad place, man. I was not I was not there mentally, mm. and I was trying to um for a couple months I had tried to drown out my life through uh, going out and just you know I just wasn't being me for real, like most people do. Yeah, it know? wasn't it wasn't being me, and mm. um. What's it called? Yeah, we was just talking. He was like, "Man, just why don't you just come out and record one day." I was like, ah, "I guess, man. I guess I'll." Try. He's like, "You still rap?" I was like, "Ah, mm. I, yeah, I still. I be freestyling all the time, but I be writing." I dabble. A yeah, bit. I was like, "Whatever," because he because I've been rapping since I was like eleven, so he already knew mm. that. And then um, came over to his house January 15, twenty twenty, hot ass room, mm. and we recorded upstairs. And I did my first song, and I was like, "Oh, it's on and popping." I, I was in love at that point, and that's yeah. been my dog ever since, man. Word, man, that's a beautiful story, dog. It is, bro. It's crazy how we mm. came back together because he also he was he was dropping out of school at the same time mm. to focus more on work and focus more on uh, making music. music. So we just got together like that. It was like you know what I'm saying. It was just perfect timing. Mm. Isn't it dope to have that? Um, just somebody like that to push push you and yeah, like, spark because you could you could even this is from the outside looking in. It se- it seems as though um, that. In that time, a couple of years back, you could say that that really gave you um, the confidence and reignited that music that was already in there. It did. And so, it you did. know, that's that's a beautiful thing. Um, before that, going back to 2020, um, before 2020, yeah, where um, where did because we talk about Kendrick with, um, you know, when we talk about impact impactful albums that yeah. that you listen to with the pimp a butterfly um when did when did you realize that you had an ability to put words together i learned that way before all that man i learned um because you you said you, you've you been rapping since you were 11 so yeah like, first time i rapped was with bryce blackwood never mm-hmm. did that's a crazy last name but yeah bryce mm-hmm. blackwood we was over at my mama house and um this nigga put up, he put up like some random beats or whatever for some old mm. ass website. You know, everybody tells to love you. was getting your beats off random websites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a DJ Khaled type beat or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he was rapping. He was like, man, rap, rap, bro. I was like, and I rap. He was like, oh, that shit crazy. And I was like, oh, this shit. Oh, this is fun. Mm. Like, I always, like, I wrote poetry when I was a kid. Mm. Um, but I wasn't never. Even like, before this, you yeah. were writing poetry. Yeah, okay. I was always writing poetry. Um, I was always writing. Um, then I just started rapping for everybody. Mm. Well, not everybody, but I started rapping. I started rapping for like the older homies. I was doing that for a long time, mm-hmm. and it would just be cool to make them all be like, "Man, this rap!" Or they, or they bring yeah. somebody by that we didn't know or something like that. And they'd be like, "Man, rap for them." So I would rap, and that was fun. I feel like every rapper got that story. Goddamn. Mm. But yeah, now I rap for them, and then I was doing like little rap battles here and there, and it was you know what I'm saying. And just and then I just kind of stopped, and I just be freestyling at the house. Mm. My friend Christian, one of my best friends. Um. Every time we come home from school, we throw on tight beats and we rap upstairs and we just rap for like four hours straight. And then he go home and I just move on with the rest of my life and I write songs here and there. I tried to, I had a, I had a Nico before Nico at some point when I was like 16, mm. 17. Um, Nico BC. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was a dude I was friends with and um, I had one of the worst recording experiences I ever had. And I was like, no, nah, I ain't doing this shit. This shit whack. I ain't doing mm. this ever again. What happened? I don't know, bro. That nigga was just the energy was off. He was a terrible person. So, um, Mm, you know what I'm saying? You be around, sometimes you be around people that are not, you're not meant to be around. Or not, there might be a lesson in it, but you be around people that truly aren't about what they say they're about and aren't about the future of it and may not really support what you're doing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And they can find a way 
you let wicked people in, they can really fuck up what it is that you want to do. That's a fact. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they can do that in so many different ways, man. It, it, it takes a long time to you realize somebody's a narcissist until you realize somebody's gaslighting you, mm. playing you, or doing stuff like that. So, I mean, I loved it, man. I really was all about it. And I went in, it was just bad. And then, like, I think I was working with he wasn't taking his beat serious. He wasn't working on his beats. And that's the thing, too, is like, I would never tell someone how to craft a beat, but don't tell them how to craft a verse. So, I sit there and I work. Yeah. And I'll sit there in the room with you and help and do all the type of stuff. That's the thing about Nico is Nico is just as serious about being an artist as much as I'm serious about this, about being an artist. He's yeah. serious about this being a financial opportunity as much as a um, a personal and spiritual opportunity, emotional opportunity, same as I am. Yeah, Both. he's invested all the way in. Yeah, that's another thing too, is like you get around people that ain't really about your vision. Mm. Bro, it's 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 gonna kill it. It's gonna yeah. kill it. I was mainly rap groups I was part of before I ever really rap for real, for real. Mm-mm. How many? Bro, I probably was part of like five rap groups. Five? I go, Damn. To, I go to school. I feel like that's most rappers. Yeah, bro. they probably do a couple like, rap bro. groups and then get to their own stuff. Yeah, no, nah, it was we was just like I would just be kids and anybody that rap, I'd be like, bro, we should rap together. Mm-hmm. I know a dude that man, he's gonna start a um, he's gonna make a rap blog. And mm. I was friends, I was good friends with him. I was real good friends with him. I did a lot of things for him, and um, I was like, yo, man, I'm gonna start rapping and like. You can post me, bro. We just we gonna build this brand together. Yeah, just He's build like, it. nah, bro. You gotta pay to get on. I'm like, you bro, nigga. You, you ain't even got a you ain't got a page. You ain't even got a domain. You haven't even started this. And yet. I gotta pay to get on. I was like, nah, bro. I'm not doing it. So every time I try to get in the rap before I was like twenty, before I was nineteen, mm-hmm. like every time I try to get in the rap, nah, bro, it didn't work. Dang, it didn't work. It always felt like somebody was closing that door. I gave up on rap when I was about like seventeen. Mm-hmm. I decided I was gonna be a screenwriter. And, yeah, you know, I, that was gonna be my next question because, like, you were saying with 2019 going into 2020, you you reemerged it with um, reconnected with Nico, yeah. and um, you pretty much answered it. And what made that stint of stopping it where you gave up with it? But it was the toxic environment, and yeah. you know, and and I feel like that is so key in um, having the right team around you. You know, teamwork making the dream work and. Iron truly sharpening iron and yeah. getting with people that really, even even if you don't understand the fullness of um, the idea that I'm trying to make, um, supporting it and having as much um, input and dedication that I am. Yeah. And so I think that's what you got with Nico. And once you once you got that, it re-sparked what was already there. Facts. And you just hit the ground running. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I'm happy none of them first songs that me and Nico worked that, like worked on never came out though. Them shits is ass. Really? <laughs> I was trying to sound like Future, bro. I was gonna do a breakup. Oh, I, I can't even imagine you like that. I was, yeah, it was foul. It was not that great. I kind of want to hear him though. I, if I find him, bro, I auto tune <laughs> on my voice. It was ass, bro. Not saying you, I, I could do auto tune now. But yeah, yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to sound like. Mm, you were finding your way. And then the pandemic hit, and then we had like six months away from the studio, mm-hmm. so I had all this time to. Freestyle, write, work, mm. listen to different music, figure out what sounds I want to try and came back and then do 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 What was the first one where you were like, I'm gonna keep this one. This is this is um, this is it. Or I'm in the right direction with this we, one. So right like the day before they like did the whole shutdown. Mm. This is around the same time when Jay Electronica dropped his last album with Jay Z on it. Mm-hmm. That whole one. I wrote um most everything we were doing before that was like me just rapping, like on my Wayne shit. Like, I was really listening to Heavy Wayne and Future, so I was only doing that type mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. And then, um, what's it called? I wrote a song. We, like, we, we, we were making, he was making a beat and it was like minimal and it was not too much shit happening to it, but it sounded like, like you had to really write to this. And I was like, yo, just mm. keep the beat. I'm, I'm, all, I'm in the studio. I don't really need you to do a whole lot to the beat. I like Give me that. a couple I'm, of I'm shit like and I'm good, bro. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need, I don't need you to go Kanye West on it until I'm done. Like, because once I have the idea, 
I want to lay the idea out as a draft, and then we start building through different types of stuff like that. That's smart. And uh, I wrote a song about um, just about all these people in my life that were like passing away, and then mm-hmm. I wrote about like internet like verses to my grandma and different stuff like that. And then we just went. It was like five minutes long. Every time we had been doing it was like two minutes, maybe one minute thirty, maybe three if we were really good. Mm-hmm. So we just five minute song. We had like a beat switch too. And all these verses was hella emotional. And like I, most of it, I wasn't even writing a full verse. I just write a little bit of it and I'll mm. just, uh, and do all that. Punch in, punch yeah, out. No, nah, I ain't even really punch it, bro. I just got up in there. It was like, I'm just going to trust this. Oh, okay. I do that a lot where I'll write half a verse and then I trust the rest of it to kind of come out. Mm, okay. Because I want to, sometimes you can over calculate and sometimes you cannot calculate at all. Yeah. So you I agree. Balance. Mm. Um, and we did it and I was listening it back. And I was like, damn. I really just wrote this song about my grand. And I was emotional. I was like, damn. I like this way more than everything else we were doing. And then pandemic hit. Mm. So I had this one song just to listen to for like six months. Mm. And I was like, that's who I am. Mm. I make emotional music. That ain't doing all this other shit. I'm yeah. not about to sit and be like, I'm gonna do the like I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I got bitches money. Like I like I'm good in one department. I'm good in another yeah. department too, but you know what I'm saying? Was, if you want to, you could. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. not you. Yeah, nah. That that time I was making good money. Fuck, that was good money at that mm-hmm. time. I was really getting it. Um yeah, nah, I didn't want to. So when we came back, the first song we did, like really when we came back, was um, off the demo tape, uh, was too deep for an intro. Mm. That too was like he made this like minimal beat. And he's like, I don't like it, and I was like, Nah, let me rap over it though. I'm going mm. through a lot. Let me rap on it. Yeah. So I'll do that. Sometimes I'll just rap how I'm feeling about the day, and then I'm like, All right, we can throw that thing away if we don't really want to use it. Mm-hmm. We did that one, and then we knocked out like the rest of the demo tape, and it was said and done. At that point, I was like, All right, it's out. Mm. But I was holding mm. back on that one too, though. You were holding back on the demo? Oh, time? for sure. Why October thirty first? Is that your birthday? Nah, nah. That's the day uh, me and my ex broke up. Ah, yeah. So that kind of like. So it is your birthday. Listen. I mean, I guess. I mean, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, shit. Born also, again. Also, also, I rose from the phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> also, because like Black I, Phoenix has arrived. Halloween is always been like weird to me, bro. Like, a lot of weird shit be happening around Halloween for me. So like. Yeah, it's like mad demons and goblins out there. Yeah, so it was, it was like a long time I was trying to figure out how to write this this breakup song. I was mm. like, I had, you know, I, that's crazy. You wrote a breakup song on Halloween. Nah, it wasn't on Halloween. It's was, it like it happened on Halloween, and then the breakup day, happened on Halloween. I, yeah, and every day uh-huh. after that, I was trying. You know, it's crazy. Hold on, sorry. The breakup happened Halloween 2019. Mm. We recorded it Halloween 2020. Oh. Dead ass recorded that recorded that whole song that day. Crazy. It's crazy. Like a year later, I was like, "Damn, bro!" Last year, I was, you know, I was fucked up when my yeah. heart broke. That's dope, though, that you you had that time to really process it and look back and like, "Damn!" Yeah. Like, because if you really listen to it, I'm not even. Man, she ever see this? They, whatever they, whatever. Um, I really wasn't even dissing the person I was with per se. I was really talking mm. mostly about what, how did it all made me do and what it affected me and other things and my dealings with women and my dealings with how I try to distract myself from my problems. You know what I'm saying? Like, I talk about, like, loving my ego and having attention. Like, if a woman give me attention, like, you know what I'm saying? All this, yeah. All yeah. the different things. And I don't really say nothing about it to the end. Mm. And even then, it's like, that's from a place of, like, I'm heartbroken and distracted by a lot of different stuff. We vibing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just <laughs> going, yeah, you can start going through a lot of different stuff. And, uh, yeah, so that was that, man. That was the... It was so good, man. After we did it, like, I did, like, one take, two takes. I did two takes. The first take, we was like, I was real good. Do mm. it again. Did the second take. Knocked it out. We was like, all right, this, this is a single. Mm. It's the one we're doing a video for. Word. But they ain't like my original video ideas. So. But shout out to Arion, man. Shout out to Arion. He really saw, he was the first person to shoot a video for us. Oh, dope, man. Dope. Arion Mobasher, man. Hook him up. Y'all still work together? Yeah, that's my dog. He out in LA, though, right now. Okay. Him and Ryan found 
they all in LA, man. They doing big things, but they were the first people to ever shoot music videos for us and really put us on. So I really appreciate right. them. And an outlet for y'all. Yeah, because a lot of people weren't getting back to us, man. I got mm-hmm. a lot of arguments with video. We had one dude was going. He was like, "Oh, I want to work with y'all. We gonna do like we knew him through other or they Nico knew him through other ways, and he was down the whole like do mm-hmm. all this stuff for us. This Carolina videographer. Yeah, like I'm not gonna put him. I ain't gonna put him out there. I'm, a, I'm more respectful. Yeah, Charlotte, yeah. P- P- Charlotte, yeah, guy? He's a Charlotte person. Mm-hmm. He didn't work with a few people I know, but yeah, we I'm can mean, talk. To, we can talk about it off air. I guess. Yeah, I don't even remember his name like that. To be honest, I'm gonna type people like I'm done with you. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. block you off my phone. I don't remember. I so yeah, we hit up, we hit up a couple people to try to get videos done, and people wasn't doing nothing for us. They didn't care, mm-hmm. they, and we had the money. That's the difference. We had the money. We had whole jobs we was working. We had money, and yeah. they, they didn't care nothing about it. But Ariane was the first person to like get back to me, sit down with us, really talk about money, really talk about how we can do the video, walk, like workshopping ideas. Mm-hmm. Came to my you know came to my people's house. It was great, man. It was awesome. Yeah. Sometimes, and I, and I found this with. Um Cause I found that problem with a couple of videographers when I was managing back in the day, and I was trying to get a video done for an artist I was managing. Um, I used to manage, bro. I didn't know that. I did in a past life. I did, but um, I don't think I'll. I don't think I'll do that again. I think when it's said and done, um, I will be behind the scenes, but it, it won't be managing. Managing is like babysitting. I'm all so manager, so I feel it's a, it's a it's a lot of. Um, I don't have the patience for managing because um, you're dealing with like videographers and, and, and third parties like that. You're, you're dealing with artists that, um, you know, they, they, they the artist just got to be tuned in, man. Yeah. Like if you got an artist that's tuned in not, and not to say that artist wasn't <coughs> on that particular in that particular time, the last time with the last artist I managed, it wasn't the artist. Shout out to J.I. It was just um the industry, man, it was just like yes. you got to really have the patience to be a manager and deal with all these people sucking and jiving, giving you the wink and the gun. Listen. And like, I just couldn't deal with it because you know, we know what I've talked about with my past and just like dealing with like certain anger. You can't handle industry people like how you would handle someone that disrespects disrespects you yeah, like no, here. Sure. And so it's like I had to learn that it was like, yo, man, like how can these people that are going to be. Um, <laughs> Happy go lucky with these people that had just stabbed them in the back and be in the same room with them, and That's a, a lot of industry people are like that. Like you'll you'll they'll hate each other and like they'll still smile and like dap each other up, and it's just like I ha- I tell people all the time I have a horrible poker face. Like I can't when when you do me wrong or like you you do an artist that I know wrong and then um you you continually do it like I, I just can't mess with you no more i'll block you like i won't mess with you like that's just me and and i might burn certain bridges off of that but then i feel like um their bridges meant to be burnt because that i'll find it's seven billion people on this earth man and i don't need like that particular person like you like the energy i have like i'll find the right people to connect with yeah and so dealing going back to the artist thing like um, that's why I stopped being a manager because of that. But even in that sense, sometimes the videographer, it's not necessarily about the money it's about the, um, the belief in the project. Like sometimes I've noticed with a lot of people in the city, they got to see a track record. Cause here you are, this fresh you artist, clout. you got it like this fresh art. They're not seeing it. They got, they got to really be a visionary in seeing that to feel like, Oh, like, let me get up and like, do this. Like my boy surf, like, like Jay, I ain't had no video out. Shout out to Surf, and he was like, "I could see, I could work with that. Like, I could, I could see like the potential in it. Like, I could, yeah. I could see what you guys are trying to build upon. Like, you got to really see that if you, if you already getting like 
Like he's working with Dreamville. He's working with like some of these people like are working like with Mad Cats. Now some of y'all niggas, which camera is on me? That one right there. That one right there. Some of y'all need to just get off y'all high horse because y'all be on some ego stuff. But I respect. I like. I learned to respect the game and um, just keep working when I feel like people ain't listening or like you know you you find the right people that do do your videography and you build that relationship with them because then y'all grow together. You know, yeah. like like how Cole Bennett did with, with Homie, like in Chance. You know, like yeah. they continue to get big, and now they're huge and still work with each if other. If we work together, we build our own team, our own foundation. But that's the thing, bro. Is like everybody want to do that. Mm. Excuse me. Most people start to find their own little attention, their own little clout, and it's not. It's, they don't really worry about you. I don't take too much of a feeling to it. Um, I got a booger on my face or something? Why you scratching? Okay, you scratching? Nah, I had a... I was now scratching you did, Now, you did it like, yo, you got a little sun, bro, on the camera. I was always nah, like, damn, nah. Nah, <laughs> nah, That um, was just me scratching my nose. So I had nah, something on mine. Nah, it was... Um, but yeah, like... <laughs> nah, but... Fuck it. Be, nah, because I, like, I was like, damn, bro, I got some shit on my face? Nah, but it That's be, just uh, me, bro. Now you got nah, my nah, thing nah, itching. Nah, nah, because you did it like... You did it like that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah, but it was... um. Damn, what was you talking about, bro? <laughs> oh, ego, 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 ego. People got ego in the city. Yeah, man. People just don't want to fuck with you until you. I don't know, man. I fuck with who I fuck with. What you said earlier about the industry stuff, it's kind of hard for me, too. I mean, it's like that with school. It's like that mm. with jobs. It's like a court marriage. Everything. Because most of the time, it's like I can't react how I want to react and I can't really say the things I want to say. And even in the time, it's like I don't like being part of nothing if I don't really got no, you know, feeling in it. Like, if it don't feel real to me, then I don't really want to, like, I don't want to be part of it. That's why school is so fucking hard for me. That's why. Trying to work outside of music is difficult for me. But I'm like, if it don't feel real to me, or don't feel like it really nurtures my soul. I don't really want to do shit. Um, I feel you. You just got to be in that mind state because you're you're at a stage where it's like you understand the passion, and it's so hard to stick with this stuff that you got to muscle through when you yeah, know right. what you're really wanting to be passionate about. Absolutely. And I would just say to um, you know just put your head down. You you almost you got one more semester. Yeah. No, and so it's sure, like with sure. that. You know, it's like a job. You know, I work dealing with lending tree, but I don't I don't want to turn down people for loans. You know, like yeah. some of these people, like if anything, it taught me how to build my credit up. But, you know, like sometimes it'd be some like sad stories like cats really like they ain't they ain't, they getting kicked out tomorrow. And it's yeah, like sure. I'll be like sometimes I'll be like having to like I already know like you ain't getting this loan. And sometimes yeah. like I'll wait like a couple seconds where it's like I had to build. I had to like get my like words right to tell you. You ain't getting this, yeah. and so it's like, no, they, it, that can that can definitely mess with your mental. And I have to like in each call because you got to throw the next call away because like if if you keep what the last call was and yeah, and somebody um you know cussing you out because they didn't get the loan and like it can, it can mess your mental up and then you'll be drained going into your passion which no, is outside sure. of working. So I had to learn to balance that. And and take the good with the bad with that because if if I'm if I'm bringing in that toxic and keeping it in too much, then it'll come out the wrong way with the stuff that I'm really passionate about. Yeah, no. And so you know you just you know just stick with it, man, because you know you at least you know what you are passionate about at no, this age. So. A lot of people they get to my age and um, or not to say I didn't know what I was passionate about at the age that you are now. I was just procrastinating too long, and so like I feel like you're at a good stage now to where it's like. 
You know, just go gun ho, bro. You don't got no kids. You got kids? Nah, I ain't got no kids. Don't do it right <laughs> now. Nah, you see my eyes? I was like, I ain't got no kids. Don't do it right like now. Well, your eyes got big where it's like, uh, nah, I don't, you married. don't know that. Right? Yeah, so. I don't got no kids. Nah, I ain't got no kids, man. I'm straight. No kids. I'm not married. I'm good. Yeah, man. I mean, like, some of that stuff, like, I look at it where it's like, I'm at the, I'm at the same boat. Like, I haven't been married, divorced. I don't have any Damn. children. And it's just like, you know, back in the day, I was looking at stuff like that where I'd be like, dang, man, like, what am, how am I going to be and who am I going to be with? Like, but now and now that I'm I'm in it, like I'm in tunnel vision. And when I say in it, I mean this zone nah, of like, sure, sure. I'm on a path of destruction, not in a bad way. Like, nah, I want I to conquer these goals that I have. I look back at it now and it's like probably like what you with that recording that song about your ex. Like you get it out and you're like, I don't have no regrets about the breakup now. You know, it's just like. Like I said, like my brother taught me, don't get on record and say nothing you ain't really ready to deal with the consequences of. Mm-hmm. Don't say nothing on record you don't want to deal with the consequences of. It will come back. Mm-hmm. Good or bad. Yeah. You just got to deal with it. Yeah. So I don't say nothing on records I don't really mean. Facts. Facts. So yeah. Live with it. Yeah. I'm the same way. Unless I, ch- I mean, if I, I, I could change, but them words don't change. Yeah. I say what I said at that time. I might change, you know, tomorrow, but I meant what I said when I said it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what you say, say what you mean. So yeah, I feel you on that, man. I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the know, same man. way. Yeah. I feel like some people don't want to acknowledge us yet though. That's what I'm kinda of waiting on. Mm-hmm. I feel like some people ain't ready to acknowledge what we doing. Mm-hmm. And that is what it is. But well I'm, they know what you're doing. I mean oh, I well, because you're getting you're doing. getting them. it's the same thing with this. We just talked about this with, with Southside. Um um dealing on in the sense of like dealing with the city and, and some people understanding and, and you know, you see like I see the people, the views. Like I can see, especially on Instagram, I see who's looking at certain things. Yeah. But um are they coming? Are they, you know, and these are people that I've asked for assistance way back, but they, they left me on Listen, read. I, I don't hold no stuff. grudges on anything because I look at it everything now, like back in the day I would be like pissed off about. Mm-hmm. But I don't hold anything like toward anybody now because um I'm only dealing with special type of people. And sometimes it takes another special type of person to realize the vision of what I'm doing. Yeah. Like that person may not see it. They may not see it. They may not feel it like how I do as opposed to somebody else or like a KB. Like I feel what he's doing. Like I see the vision of what he's trying to do with Mission uh, Music Militia. Like you got to you got to really realize, you see what I'm saying? Like you got to really have that in you to to understand that. Yeah. So I don't I don't hold no strike with anybody and you shouldn't either because like you gonna be around the right people like a like a Ferrar who like yeah he you know he gonna under he gonna understand like that's a that's a dude that's a, a older person in the game yeah. that heard you like he probably get that all the time like he he could he could have easily like just turned it down and been like you know like I ain't really feeling this bro like the fact that he still was messing with you after the effect and then you know going out to the yeah. studio and like um you know going being in the video like. That shows that he wants you around um, to soak in the game. Yeah. And he believes in you. Um, he believes in you and believes in your passion. He believes in the project. Man, that's one of the... Um, I give him a lot of credit. He don't know, but I give him a lot of credit. Like when I tell people about music, he's the first... I'm not going to say industry, but he's the first person of a higher level um, than where we're at to show respect, show kindness, and show kind of how he does things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, being able to go to that video and seeing how he interacted with people and just how much respect everyone had for him, how kind he was, how willing he was to talk about things. Like, I told him, I was like, yo, our song did like 10K, and he was like, how you feel? Mm-hmm. And just how great he was. Even when he pulled up to the set, man, it was like, 
Cause I had told her when I when I met, her, I was like, bro, I've been listening to you since like the patriarch, bro. Like I ain't gonna mm -hmm. lie, my brother's a real big fan. My brother was so mm -hmm. mad he couldn't make it to the video shoot, bro. He yeah, so he's in the Rushmore, bro. He's in the Mount Rushmore when it comes to like me and my boy was talking about it the other day. When you think about, um, I mean, he's he's in my like because of just I'm biased because I'm a Charlotte nigga. He yeah. gonna be in my like my top ten of like niggas in the game, yeah, like no, sure. passive Charlotte. Um, but when we talking about Charlotte Mount Rushmore, you like, gotta put him on top. That nigga is right there. Like, There's a lot of things that wouldn't be the way it is if he didn't do stuff. Yeah, that's just the way it is, and that's like being a fan for so long. Like that's why I like he was the first person I wanted to do a feature with. Mm. What's crazy is like what? So we we got we did the we did the song we got his verse back in July. We did the song back in I think May or June, mm. right? And now as we were like we were um. Uh, our friends out of uh, Greensboro, a group called Boro, they um they came by Nico's spot, uh, show us the album that they working on, mm. show us like, you know, just demos of it and see yeah, how we felt about progress it. and everything. Yeah, and they had Baby Cody features on there. I don't know if y'all know who Baby Cody is, but they had Baby Cody features, and they were like, yeah, we just reached out to his team, and I was like, damn man, I like, I'm gonna get a De Niro feature. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I told Nico like in the car that night, I was like, bro, we gonna get a De Niro feature. Mm. And um, I sent the email, sent the song through, man. It was just, man, the rest was history after that. Mm. And when I heard that verse, man, I went crazy. Like, he don't even know. Mm. Like, I, bro, when That's I, also, crazy. When I met him, too, you know, I had to, you know, you, you be meeting people you really be fucking with. You be like, what's up, what's up, man? What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me. <laughs> it's me. I'm over there, like, just like, yeah, what's up? What's up? But in my mind, I was like, bro, you don't even know. I was bumping mm. your shit in middle school. Yeah. I was telling niggas about it. When I got the verse, I was sending it off to my brother. I'm like, nigga, you hear this? Yeah. I got the Nero on this shit. But nah, man, he was one of the first people of a certain level to really, I don't give it like, like, just, Show support. And that was like, like yeah. you don't even know, bro. In my mind, I'm like, bro, when I get that real money, real money, mm. throwing a whole festival for Charlotte, yeah, that nigga got to perform, bro. Gotta yeah. Perform. I want to do so many more songs with it, but I, you know, I ain't got the money right now. Yeah, timing is everything, bro. Yeah, you know, no. full circle moment. You know, it'll it'll be a full circle moment to where, yeah. you know, you never know how that'll take effect to where you, um, you end up, because we're going to talk about that later, the many talents that you have, that what you can, the potential of you is ridiculous of what, what you can do, not that. just on the music side. Cause I want to hear more about the script writing as well, yeah. but, um, the potential of you is flawless of what you can do. And so that full circle effect of moment, um, is coming to where you'll be able to be like, yo, like Ferrar, like, cause you see, you see it even with, um, what he's doing now on tour, like with Curry. Like yeah. I, I heard about Denzel Curry through Farrar. Facts. I heard about the baby through Farrar. Bow down. And so uh, when when you see somebody uh, like that who took off at a level and still is like, yo, Farrar, come with us. Come with up like I ain't yeah. forgot about you though. That's showing the loyalty and, and and the respect that he still has for him. Yeah. And so I mean it's a reason why he gets respected by a lot of people in this city. And I think it's because we had to talk about it. Um, when he was here and nobody when he was coming up because and I think that's why I have a lot of respect for him because his attitude has been the same throughout this process and I think it's because as we were talking when you think about the early stages of Charlotte hip-hop and no disrespect to them but as he said it there were no handouts there 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 were nobody like he didn't have like the OG's reaching back and, and, and musically trying to help him out in a sense. And I feel like when you go through situations like that, it's kind of like with Will Smith when um, he had that episode on Fresh Prince where um, his dad was trash 
and um he was like yo i'm gonna be a better dad than him yeah. i'm gonna get me a fly honey and you know like i feel like that's how he was where it's just like you know what i'm gonna make sure if i ever get in a position of power i'm gonna show these old heads how it should be yeah. and he's all every every artist that's young that um i'm loving now in the city i've been put on to them by De Niro. Went from you to the little John 4Ks to the hot boy Shacks. He Fire. he he makes sure to keep his ear to the streets and, and extend that olive branch. It's a reason why Snoop Dogg is still relative. It's not because only he's the biggest artist, to me, the biggest rapper in the earth. But um, it's because of the olive branch that he always brings back to the youth. And, and once you have that, it's hard to die, die out because mm -hmm. you're going <laughs> to always get continual blessings of people coming back and returning that favor. And so it's the same with him. You know, everything you're saying, like when when um, when I talk about him, it's the same story of how he's a stand up dude. And so for me, that's how I got into knowing your music. And if it wasn't for that, I after that, I, I researched demo EP and was just like, oh, this dude is really spitting. And so but it's not surprising because every artist that he's put me on to yeah. is going on to do great things. Listen, when he told me my verse was good, bro. Dog, you know I went home talking mad trash. I already know it. <laughs> I got back home. I was like, man, y'all niggas know what he said, bro. Know what mm. he said? I got a tight verse. Mm. And also, shouts out to uh, T.O.L.E.J. Mill. He's on that song, too. That's my boy from Jacksonville. Shout out to him. That was a big moment, bro. Mm -hmm. That was my first real, like, oh, I'm a manager, too. Mm. I manage, like, me, Nico, and anybody else I want to support. That was big, bro. We shot that. We only had a week to get that video together. Mm. Only a week. And most people that are part of that video did not live in North Carolina. Oh, wow. Or if they, yeah, if they lived, they lived hours. Like Ryan, the one who shot, Ryan family shot our music video with De Niro for the Get Served. Mm. He was, he lived down in Raleigh and I think he was doing something. So he couldn't even come to Charlotte to look at locations. Nico had work. He couldn't come with me to go look at locations. Wow. Um, De Niro was, you know, wherever he was at at the time. So <laughs> yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he was just, he the, he the artist. He just pop, he just needed to pop mm, a Somewhere on the mountains somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tioli, Tioli Jamil, um, Jay, Jay lived in Jacksonville. Mm. So we didn't even know if we could get him for the video. So I knew De Niro had a had a, had like a week. De Niro was flying out on a Saturday, and I'm like, bro, we gotta. So I just went every day, every day after I got off work, mm. you know, look for a place to record videos, at, and I had to find three different locations for all of us. So a lot of work, bro. Yeah, that's a lot of work, and you're the artist as well. You're yeah, now nah, honestly, bro, I <laughs> you wore a music. lot of hats. I would love that music video, but like I gave them the better locations. Mm. You see me, I'm out in the field. We got bit up by ants, everything. <laughs> I bought these tight jeans that ain't really fit like that. Oh my Thank God. I was trying to get black and white. Y'all would have just seen the whole. I was, you know, I was eating a lot of food at the time. So my belly was out. Uh, I had the gut. Eating like, good back there. Yeah, De Niro. And, Still uh, eating good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Okay, well, hold up. What do you mean? Hold up, hold up. I mean, I see you what on your workout too. Yeah, okay, man. all right. You know what I'm saying? We good. Yeah. <laughs> good. I ain't trying to get beat up, man. Yeah, I don't want nah, no problems, man. Nah, nah, I don't want no problems. But yeah, yeah, De Niro and uh, Jay, man, they got the better looking parts of the video, bro. They had a better fix too. I was like, damn, mm. I spent all this money to get <laughs> shit on. Damn, all this money to get shit on, bro. Like, I was like, damn, Ryan had like Jay in three different spots in the video. I'm like, nigga, I'm in black and white. <laughs> was this a metaphor nigga, for my life? <laughs> shit like that, bro. Oh my like, goodness! I had to go pay the barber to go get me an edge up. Bro, a, lot oh. a lot of money. He don't even know that, bro. Yeah. Put up he didn't know Dodge it now. He put up in the Dodge Flex. I was like, damn. Mm. Hope we don't see my Honda. Oh, man. He put up in the Dodge. I was mad at him. I was like, damn, I'm trying to get like that. Man, he's one of the most 
Humble as dude. Bro, yeah, after the video was done, bro, that man got his shorts and a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> that man was just standing there talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said something. He was like, man, them white bitches probably love you. I was like, damn. <laughs> it's like, damn, bro. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's the OG. I didn't know what to say. I was like, facts. <laughs> facts. They love me. Yes. Yes. That is true. That is true. But that that had to do a... As we already know, man, that if that if that doesn't solidify you in the sense of um, if there was ever any doubt on being like, man, and because Southside talked about it when it came to touring, he said for him, it was this recent tour where he was like that reconfirmed in his mind. Um, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. And so I feel like uh, when you get a cosign like that, it makes you. <sighs> almost like a breath of fresh air like all right well i'm really doing this like i'm i'm doing it the right way and like people are really taking heed to my lyricism and so that had to be a breath of fresh air like yeah i'm i'm swinging with the best i'm sparring with the best with them lyrically now yeah all that all that the excuse me the artist part of it of rapping with someone that you really want to rap with someone that's legendary status to a lot of us um, especially here in the city especially when he's cool because a lot of people they probably meet their idols and they be assholes listen so and not to say he's I an idol but that, people I that you listen that to and like you I went know, in, I was like I was like bro I'm gonna man. hate every nigga I meet today <laughs> and I didn't I didn't man I gotta meet I met a lot of cool people through him too that day man I gotta meet um Bentley mm. he, you know shout out Bentley he don't remember me but that man was so cool bro Mm. He pulled up in the whip, the the fashion. I was like, damn, I was like, damn, I'm trying to get like Bentley, bro. I ain't gonna count. Mr. Ain't going back and forth. Yeah, Mr. Ain't going back, but his tape was good too, bro. Mm. That face card music videos. He's like, just getting started. He ain't even been rapping that long. Nah, I know he so, listen, I pay attention. Yeah. I, I watch he's getting a lot better. Like yeah, no, he not to say that he was bad, but he's getting better in the sense of like I'm seeing him mm-hmm. um he always had the swag, but how, how do you explain it? He's getting comfortable in his skin performing wise. Yeah, so no, it's like you can you can tell everything is clicking like in a sense. In but a being sense. around all those people made me know that like, I was like, all right, I'm doing something right. Mm-hmm. Like De Niro hit me up for like being like, oh, you know, pop up with this video. That was like confirmation. The calculating of trying to get director here, get this place, go through this. I wouldn't do this unless I really wanted to, and it, mm-hmm. con- it confirmed one that I wanted to do music, but also that I have the entrepreneur spirit to want to do this shit. That I want to. I really believe in this. There's nothing else I'm willing to spend this money on. There's nothing else I'm willing to give this much time to. I damn sure probably wouldn't get that much time to school the same way. I'm <laughs> I know my parents probably hate how much I give in the rap, but it is what it is. He's almost done, parents. He's almost yeah, done with nah, school. It was, it was, it was, man. It was that confirmed. And I think too, just being like being an artist and being around other creatives and being around other artists. I mean, fuck artists, being around any other creatives is really important to mm-hmm. to what you do. Yeah, facts. It build it up. Yeah. So what is the what is the end goal in in the sense of like? Because I see you as like such a brand to where it's like writing. Like we even get into when it comes to like, are you still writing these scripts? Are you writing your your music videos? Like, in um, sense of like I'm about to start doing that more for the first my first two music videos. I kind of wanted to see what it's like behind the scenes. Mm. Um, but yeah, I got a whole lot of plans for writing the treatments. Um, there's one tape that's probably gonna be a long time before that thing get done because mm. we 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 working on some. On a really important album to me, but we had this other tape we were working on where I wanted to write a short film for it. Mm. And I still plan on doing that, even if we can't get it made, just to have that out there for people. Because um, you got the humor to do that. Like, I just did stand up too, bro. I just did stand up like three weeks ago. What the hell? Did you ever seen my story? <laughs> no. I'm man. surprised you didn't say that because I know you was, mm. you was, you was one of the ones. I've been seeing you just in the dark all the time. I just <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, nah, yeah, I did. Um, I, ho- I, I set up. You know what? I did see you write it, but I didn't see those stand up. 
I no, 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 no. Yeah, I didn't, we didn't record it. So mm-hmm. like, what it was on my, I did see you talking about it on the story, yeah. Yeah, on my mm-hmm. college campus. Um, it was kind of invite only. It was, like, it, was a, it was an idea that these other people I'm friends with had, and they kind of weren't acting on it. And then it, out of nowhere, I just kind of really wanted to do it. I, want, I, got, I get bored out there at school. I needed something to do. Mm. And I was like, y'all, here's what we're going to do. We're going to find a room. We're going to find a time. We're going to find people that want to tell jokes. We're going to create a set list. We're mm-hmm. going to give everybody a time. And then we're going to put everything together. And it was an invite. It was a demo test. Mm. And we actually had 32 people come out. Mm. Uh, you know, at the end of it, you don't have to do that presidential stuff, shake everybody. Yeah. Be like, thank you for coming out tonight. How yeah. y'all feel? Yeah, but I wrote my stand-up about like two weeks before I wrote my stand-up. Five minutes? Yeah, like solid five minutes? No, I did 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Okay. I know. I only, I only planned seven minutes. I did 10 minutes. Because right. um, nobody... Hit the timer like I told him to. Uh, that's uh, all good. Out, I, I appreciate you, Condi. I appreciate you. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, wrote, I did a ten minute stand up. Tried it out for the first. Time. I was super nervous, bro. I ain't never been. I'm. I've never really even performed music before. So me getting mm. up in front of people was, and getting up and telling the jokes. Is, it's something new. Yeah, it's a different experience. Well, I mean, mm. I, I do improv out there, but I don't really go hard about that. Yeah, it's not my. It's not my vibe. But when I got up there and I did it, I was like, damn, this shit kind of fun, too. So I'm actually going to host three more comedy nights next semester. All right, man. I'm going to try to turn it from 32 up. to like 102 by the time I leave. All right. Yeah, That's so what's I up, started man. doing stand-up. It's not surprising, though, because, like, we've talked briefly through DM yeah. about, like, the, um, like, when I was asking just recently, and uh, we're going to close out in a bit, what is the end goal? Yeah. Um, I kind of already see it. Yeah. And, and, and then you confirmed it even with the stand-up when it comes to um, – I see you being a multi-talented renaissance man. Yeah. And not to put the pressure on you like a, um, like a, and I've already told you this, like a Glover in a sense. Yeah. You know how he, like my brother just realized, I told him last week um, that Donald Glover did stand up. Like, yeah. And I was like, man, I would love for him at the stage. Two people that I would love at the stage as they are now because they haven't done it in so long. I would love to see Donald Glover do stand up again. And I'd like to see Jamie Foxx do stand-up again. Because yeah, I feel like they've had so much stuff happen since their last one. And Eddie Murphy, probably. You know, like, Eddie Murphy would be a good stand-up because it's so much history that, he's, that he hasn't uh, talked about. Yeah. But I see that for you in the sense of being someone that whatever you're in in that season, um, whether it's writing for a show, whether it's doing stand-up, whether it's creating musically, you're a creator at heart. Yeah. And... I, I feel like you're balancing them all. You're you're right in the stages of figuring out how to balance them all. Yeah, and that's dope, man. That's dope to see. Like I'm I'm, I'm very excited for you to that, see man. how it's gonna be like, man. Like from five years from now, like seeing where you because you're so mad young. Like you ain't even finished like college yet. So. Yeah, no, man. It's, it's, I hate to sound like one of them like PBS specials, but the future is bright. <laughs> like, the future is really yours, yeah, man, bro. We like, trying to, man. We trying yeah. to, man. It's exciting to see, man. I look forward to seeing you continuing to progress and like have your own like production stuff. And shout out, you know, teamwork makes the dream work, man. Like shout out to the homies you got around you, like Nico and you know the people that's really about it. Because iron sharpens iron, and you need that creatively to continue to do what you're doing. Facts, facts, absolutely, man. So, what do you see for um, musically? Because you you gave us demo. Will will we be getting um, another single, or are we? Is this the time now where I feel like it's time for a project? Like, yeah, I feel, I feel um, like we're in that mode where you you gave us demo, and then you've given us some banging singles, and now I this is just from the outside looking in. I feel like you're cultivating now 
it's it's time for like that project. Yeah, man. Um, just you know, like I said, a lot of personal life stuff, a lot of sicknesses. That's <clears throat> I'm trying to get my throat back together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the plan. I mean, originally we were supposed to have like an EP out by like like back in like March, but just mm-hmm. the way life been going. So we want to drop two more EPs, mm. and then we got a big album this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the plan. Two, no, two this year. Let's get it. Um, and they pretty much damn near done. They just need to be mixed and then maybe we'll touch up a few vocals. But um, yeah. Then after that, there's a big album that we're working on. It's it's like it's mm. it's like the biggest project I've probably have ever worked on in my life. It's probably the most I've put effort into. It's definitely the best. It's the I can imagine. I can see it. I can see the build up for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, this mm. that's my um. That's my that's my letter, man. That's my mm. letter to my grandma's. So I'm working on that. Yeah, it's gonna be a Forest Hills. We're gonna see, man. We're mm. gonna see. We're I gonna can see. feel it, bro. Like you're building it up in that sense. Like you these EPs and I just know you I have confidence in your pen game. I appreciate like that, I feel man. like um in the sense of like somebody who's young, that's real. um and he's he doesn't claim North Carolina, but um he was born here. It reminds me of like Corday in a sense. Like I, I feel like we ain't seen the best of him. Like it's it's uh, and we ain't even touched the surface of you yet. Yeah. Where it's like, cause you ain't even really give us like that full body of work yeah. yet. You been giving us a little taste. I I'm feel give like y'all like two more, and mm, then we gonna have that that you know, entree. Yeah, and that big album is the one that is, I just mm. like I gotta work to put get that money together because I really want to put a big production behind it. I mm. really want to do an album listening parties. I really want yeah shoot films. I don't really think music videos should be like music videos. It should be short films essentially. Yeah. I don't like the way people be doing music videos these days. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's a lot of big stuff coming up, man. It's just all about the right timing. Right timing and getting there. Yeah. It's coming, bro. It's yeah, coming. Yeah. Just be patient. Keep working. Keep being consistent. You're on the right path, bro. I love seeing it. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Facts, man. Facts. Uh, if you want to give people your socials, if you don't mind, they're going to be able to reach out to you. They can just Google you if you want, if you can spell out, you know, Black <laughs> Phoenix, you know? Yeah, nah. Um, on Twitter and Instagram and all the social medias, it is at Black Phoenix. That is B-L-A-C-K-F-E-N-Y-X-X. Um, on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you listen to music, that is B-L-A-C-K space F-E-N-Y-X. Nico nowhere to look that boy up too. So yes, yeah, everything. Facts, 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 facts. Shout out to the team. Shout out to you, man. Keep doing it. This is as of late. Boing. Shout out to KB too. I see you over there, brother. Boing. <laughs> sure, boing, boing. <laughs> Thanks for listening to As of Late Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to As of Late Podcast on both of those. You can also listen to As of Late Podcast on Anchor.fm and Google Podcasts.